0: Hey listeners, you're tuning into a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kit and Tell. What, Marie? Not now, Marie! I can't deal with this now, Marie! Not now, Marie! (laughs) Not now, Marie! (laughs) We'll be reviewing every episode with witty banter and admissible segments like You'd clone yourself to take a longer vacation, but would you do it for minimum wage? (laughs) I'm Kalina, and I am in London, England, and I am joined by Hans Seidemann in uh, Tropical Prince (laughs) Prance... Prince Rupert, Canada.
1: <laughs> yeah, something like that.
0: <laughs> and Hi, our intrepid traveler Trevor Record is dialing in from
2: Koh Thailand. Where? Actually,
0: there we go, because I had no idea. Actually, no, oh, uh, well,
2: <laughs> it's an island. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay, sorry. I
0: know you're so- you're somewhere that's not Vancouver, so mm. just fill us in.
2: I'm slowly making my way towards you.
0: That. That is ominous, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Traveling <laughs> so westward. <we're> re- <laughs>
1: <laughs> that definitely sounded like you were trying to track her oh, down yeah. or something. So.
2: I'm like the monster <laughs> from It Follows, where I just like <laughs> yes. I'm always slowly, slowly making my way towards you. You never know I'm gonna show up again.
0: Can wait, sorry. Sidebar: Is that not a movie just a parable for like an STD? Kinda,
2: yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Anyway, I have not actually I, seen it is. Any I mean, problems. it is. So I'm gonna go with yeah. yes.
0: And I also, I mean, like I haven't watched it, but I've watched the trailer for some reason three times because I keep hanging out with friends who who have seen it, and and I feel like if that was actually happening, you could surely set up like a government program where you could just confuse the monster. I'm just saying what, it, it's beatable. What is
2: this world you live in where the <laughs> government sets up a program to like constantly relocate people to confuse a supernatural entity?
0: Well no, because if the whole if the whole thing is that you have to have sex with the person, it's like surely you could just do a rotation like every other month. Oh yeah, it's we Billy's all take turn. turns. Yeah,
1: you yeah. Know? Or or like you, you yeah, you have a government you have two government employees. <laughs> That are basically like <laughs> it's it's un- it's understood that like they one of them will have sex with like whoever has the thing and then they'll just keep having or you know maybe you have a a team you need some people in case there's vacation time so you maybe have like a team of like 20 government employees that their whole job is just to like have sex with each other to like keep the monster guys
2: when we're (laughs) when we're done (laughs) with this project do you want to start a new podcast where we just talk about what we would do if we were like in the situation people find themselves in in various horror movies
0: Yes, a million times yes. I am interested. We should this.
2: I mean we did talk about basically having a whole like string
1: on a mm. on a quirkboard podcast, so this fits mm. in.
0: This is perfect. So, mm. uh, that was a preview <laughs> to Horror Stories 2.0. Um, but for now, we'll be reviewing ref, so for now we'll be reviewing episode 10 of season 3 of Kids in the Hall, which aired in 1991, which coincidentally is the same year as the failed kremlin coup Ooh. <laughs> let's take a trip Ooh. through our sketch rundown we've got it's a fact uh it's a fact girl is back with a gag about how you can squeeze blood from a stone by apparently throwing a rock at a dumb guy's head were,
2: yeah this one was very violent were there any other it's a fact girl so far this season or is it like episode 10 is the first one uh, Mm, I think we had some earlier because I remember Stu getting mad about them. Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there were definitely a lot in. It, there were definitely a lot in. Uh, year.
2: it's good he's missing after the it's follows <laughs> monster caught up with him. He's not been on our podcast <laughs> since.
0: Uh, and that moves on to want to see a dead body. Mm. Apparently, it's the best way to turn around a boring date. <laughs> Oh um,
2: <laughs> there's parts about this sketch that I have questions about too. This is like another <laughs> what would you do in this horror movie scenario. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's actually a very good point because I, I feel like we don't ever find out whether Scott who keeps taking right, is Scott or is it Mark who keeps taking? It's no, p- it's Dave. Isn't it's, it's,
1: no, no, it's Mark on, that sorry, keeps taking it's me. Mark that keeps taking people to the bodies and it's bruce that's like he's the villain you know, his, he's the
2: white haired villain that villain, he was yeah. in that scott gets kidnapped sketch
0: right listen i'm pretty it is mark right i'm pretty hold sure hold on it's mark. i'm going to the notes right now then we'll cut this dude idiot idiot day idiot day uh. Also, uh,
1: as a quick aside, it was it? It felt to me like this was the same Bruce villain as the one from Scott kills him or kidnaps himself. <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, date. Yeah. You mean Bruce? I like, it Bruce villain. I like the idea of this being a consistent universe where Mark has committed a crime with this Bruce, and the same criminal mastermind is also kidnapping Scott.
0: Okay, hold on. I got to the bottom of this. So, so it is Scott who uh, invites dates who he thinks oh, it's are getting Scott. bored. To oh, yeah. go see a dead body, but we never find out. Like, is Scott did Scott help kill this person? Did he just? Like, oh yeah, see? definitely. Yeah, Are you he did sure? help with
2: the murder. Th- oh yeah,
0: I think he might have just been an innocent bystander.
1: Maybe, maybe Bruce killed this guy but then told Scott he was in on it, much in the way that like he told Scott he was kidnapped and Scott just went along with it. Maybe this is the same <laughs> Scott as well. So this is
2: part two, and uh, it's yeah. like after being... Divorced kidnapped. divorced and yeah. dating. Yeah. <laughs> divorced
0: and dating, yeah. Um, so then we get to Scott clones himself, a three-part installment where Scott's vacation clone <laughs> is trying to come on to other cast members, <laughs> with which the other kids find both flattering and traumatic. He's um, a real scamp in the
1: first one, and then he's a real creep in the second Ooh, one.
0: there's some real, like, crotch grabbing going on. Mm-hmm,
1: oh, mm-hmm.
0: show. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have executives uh, spank their grandfathers. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, oh This
0: was all kind <laughs> of What Why do you wrong. like this so
1: much? Oh, I love it so much.
0: So it's lawyers, <laughs> Gerald and Gerald... Uh, talking on the phone about meeting for a business lunch, but they say, you know, we can't quite meet yet because they're not finished punishing their elderly grandfathers for such a... bad behavior as bad photocopying and using the vacuum as a toy.
2: Mm-hmm. Gotta um,
1: spank those old butts. And of spank course em. it's
0: not just talking about it. You they have their grandfathers splayed across their laps, which is real uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, oh it's great. Oh spank the elderly. <laughs>
0: no. But then spank the elderly. <laughs> thank goodness minimum wage that's that's what we have up next um where bruce mm. seems to revive the fuck the bank guy with a rant i didn't
2: know that he came back but here you have it well
0: i mean i don't know well if he the same may not person, be the same but... guy
2: but he he certainly mm-hmm. has the same attitude
0: yeah but working for the lowest amount of cash legally possible <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh then we have stereo bargain where Dave is uh, a stereo salesman who struggles to haggle with Bruce, a college student who's only willing to spend uh, a <laughs> dollar.
1: <laughs> mm, how about $799? Uh,
0: how about a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then It's a Fat Girl is back, and her uncle is having a mental breakdown.
1: You, He mm. sure is.
0: Oh, geez.
1: Oh, it's great. I love oh, it.
0: Navy captain afterwards. Kevin is a fantastically incompetent <laughs> cruise ship <laughs> captain who hired his navigation expert for his lovely blonde hair and ends up in the Arctic.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And we finish off with a final fat girl where she's demanding more money. From Murray, and which (laughs) forces Mark to fill in, and he really has a hard time running as fast. So, for our first... Or as far. Uh Or as far. Our first segment. Let's dive in. Off the bat, best kid, worst kid, get this off our chests. So, who stood out and who stunk it up? Um, I'm actually going to give... Best to Kevin. I thought he mm. had a hilarious reaction to Scott's clone. I mean, he says, yes. "I was flattered, but stern." <laughs> Which really <laughs> cracked me up in an otherwise kind of I mean, it's it's an enjoyable sketch, but it didn't feel laugh out loud for the most part. And yeah. then but he then he totally cracked me up as the incompetent navy captain. And I've said it once and I'll definitely say it again. He's just he's so perfect for roles as a failed authority figure. <laughs> Like, especially when oh. he's fighting against the urge to do, like, his hysterical bits. Like, he just, he's really toning it down. Mm. I I just think it's so good. Um, and obviously, honorable mention to Murray in the stereo sketch. He just took so much <laughs> abuse.
1: I, I agree that Kevin was very good. I considered giving him best kid this week, but I ended up giving it for me to uh, Bruce because I loved his Gerald businessman spanking no. his grandpa. I thought that was great. <laughs> I thought his stereo bargaining guy was great, even though I didn't like love the sketch itself so much. Like it felt like an improv sketch that like, they just turned into a real one. Um, his minimum wage rant, though, was That's also true. excellent. Yeah. And I also loved his weird villain in Want to See a Dead Body. So it was kind uh-huh. of a very solid outing all around for Brucio. Um I didn't think anyone was particularly bad this episode so instead of worst Kid I want to expand on your shout out there or your honorable mention Kalina, and give a shout out to all of the elderly men in this episode yeah. <laughs> who got spanked in the businessman oh sketch God. in particular because what must it be like to be like 80 years old and then you're getting paid to get spanked by your national <laughs> broadcaster <laughs> like what is that life like I'm I want to I want to I hope they're still alive Those like uh, centenarians, so that I can talk to them and be (laughs) like, explain to me how you got asked to be in the show and get spanked in front of all of Canada. Like, I just love it. I love it so much.
2: Guys that were eighty back when this came out too, like, were alive during World War One. You know, (laughs) they were old in a way that's hard. I survived the
1: trenches only to get spanked by Bruce McCullough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's what's wrong with kids today. <laughs> no respect
1: for their grandparents. They just spank them at a moment's notice. <laughs> uh, Anyways, Ooh,
2: I think this week is a tough call for um for best yeah. kid. Um, you know, I was gonna join Kleena with Kevin, but you you gave a real good hard pitch for for Brucio. I think here. Um, I still am gonna go with Kevin. Yeah, I'm going to I like his incompetent authority figure, so (laughs) we're going to highlight that. But Bruce did his darndest. And I think there's like a third third boy that needs an honorable mention as well, which is that Scott was also very charming as as both the, the the prankster and scary sex robot and, and, and just like lazy Scott, you know, mm. where it's like, Oh, he just makes robots to do his work <laughs> for him.
1: <laughs> his crotch grabbing in particular though, was very like, it was very, it played into Scott's physical, like I did theater
2: school, you know, whatever type thing. Mm. I don't know if there was a worst kid but I I would give it to Mark just because he did less stuff this episode, you know? Like he he And
0: it was a very screamed, solid episode. It was really good.
1: I want to point out that actually we've like we have had difficulty giving out a worst kid lately because it seems like all of them are doing generally well. So oftentimes we're just giving out worst kid based on like, oh, you weren't in many things or like you were you were only average in one sketch, so you're worst now. It's like, good job, kids. They're just doing very well. Later. I know.
0: I feel like I again I feel like retracting what I said a couple episodes back, where I'm like, are they running out of material? This is why I can understand most of the kids probably hate us. Mm. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I make I made a bad call. Mm-hmm. I made a bad call. Bad opinions, hot take, no good. Now, mm. is it
2: just me or <laughs> is there less Mark in these episodes though? Last little bit, I don't know Uh-oh. if we've gotten as much <laughs> Mark.
0: Interesting. Well, hold on.
2: We've been getting a lot of Bruce. And
0: w- we but we've getting we've great. been getting fewer Mark monologues or mm-hmm. single characters which makes me wonder when i mean we should be getting chicken lady back soon i think
1: i would think so yeah
0: like there's that one that makes me super uncomfortable that i'm i'm just i understand is probably still looming in in the darkness waiting to get me
2: which you know. which one's that <laughs>
0: Um, That's the one where she's outside of the grocery store and rides the um, mechanical pony. Yeah,
2: the mechanical thing. Mm, That (laughs) that sketch is your It's Follows. It's just a sketch that will (laughs) You can't control it, but it's coming towards (laughs) you.
0: Speaking of which, let's move on to Scott clones himself. <laughs> this was <laughs> this yeah. This was an amusing scripted behind-the-scenes trilogy. And I have to say though it did make me wonder whether they had faced any sort of annoying questions about whether Scott had come on to any of them. And whether this was a way of them making fun of that nonsense and just facing it head on. So Mm. what did you guys think of the sketches and um, did it, how did it fit, I guess with the gay troop stereotype that it sounds like they were always kind of both fighting against and kind of playing into tongue and cheek wise. Hans, Mm. you want to start us off?
1: Yeah. I mean, I generally liked it. I thought the first bit was the stronger of the three because it just had, it was more fun. I felt like I loved that, like the the Scott clone lips rips off Paul Bellini's towel, and he's just wearing another towel <laughs> under his towel. Like it just felt like very. And then Bruce was wearing a cape that just says B on it. So when they spring into action, he's like dressed <laughs> sort of like a like a weird '90s actor kid superhero. Um, I d- I also loved Kevin's. I was actually flattered, but Stern line which was pretty <laughs> yes. solid. Yeah. So like it, the the first bit was felt very just kind of like yeah like very lighthearted and fun and and i don't know about your question as to whether they were trying to address like whether scott had ever come onto them or not it it seems like a plausible a plausible you know background for how this sketch got made but um but yeah i mean i thought that the latter parts of it weren't quite as strong i like i i enjoyed the idea of his clone being a scamp not a full-on monster so when he goes like full frankenstein's monster in the second bit and is just like like slowly approaching like he's a, he's like like a sexual mm. predator and he's grabbing his crotch and like whatever <laughs> that one took a little bit yeah. of the shine off but
2: <laughs> i mean <laughs> it was, it was kind of hilarious. Like he was Frankenstein's monster. And oh, when Scott shows up, he turns around and is like, God,
1: <laughs> I mean, there, there was so a good, I mean, I also loved him the first bit where like, there were just some great lines and I think I'll save it. Cause I think I talk about them later, but, uh, um, do we have a kid say the darndest fucking things? We
0: do. We- um. mm, oh,
1: but I don't talk about this one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it now. Um, let me back up a sec. Uh, there is also a great line from the first bit where Scott uh, is explaining coming back from Europe and, and how tired he is. And they're like, well, you just got back from European vacation. And he's like, oh, but Europe is exhausting. Everything is at the top of a hill, <laughs> which just, I don't know why, but <laughs> I found that delightful.
0: I, I also, there was a part of it though that I, as much as Kevin was flattered but stern, is just how traumatized Mark was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. Oh, yeah, he's just screaming hysterically.
0: (laughs) Um, Was there anything else you guys wanted to add? We know Trevor hasn't gone yet.
2: (laughs) 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 Well, all
0: the the serious opinions are out of the way. Let's keep going. (laughs) I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next bit, next bit.
0: Well,
2: Hans didn't even have serious opinions. That's he just lift, listed yeah, you off the things that questions. happened in the sketch without yeah, addressing the audience questions. It's true. Come you, on, you together. led me You're astray. Like, "This is what They're
1: politicians like, just, do." Just explain the sketches we already <laughs> saw. <I> mean, That's <laughs> what we want to hear. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you just listed off everything that happened in it. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I was going to do too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what Kalina had originally asked was if, whether oh this was God. like trying to fight this notion that they're like the gay troop, which I don't know, maybe it was. I did sort of <laughs> notice that like each of them was kind of playing a cartoon version of themselves in the weird way. Like like you mentioned with Bruce in his cave, but also it was just like Dave just constantly had a cup of coffee that he was sipping before he said any lines, stuff like that. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah i felt like there was a lot of in jokes in there
1: Mm, yeah that's uh, that's a good point i wonder if like the bruce uh cape or the dave sipping coffee was like some inside joke that is really only like funny to them for some reason you know what i mean
0: but that's only that's almost like why i think there were so many people probably focused in a sketch like this being like oh right yeah scott's the gay one of course like his his clone would go like come on to all of the kids like you know, I, I don't know. Is there something about kind of playing into the stereotype that probably allowed them to do a lot of those sort of in-joke Easter eggs that you guys mentioned? Because I actually forgot that all of those things were in there. I have to rewatch it because that didn't stick out to me at all. Um, so I don't know. Like maybe I, there, there just seemed like something so tongue-in-cheek to me about this whole thing that felt like they were all all in on it, obviously. But
2: mm,
1: yeah, to
0: a greater extent. Anyway, thanks for not answering my questions. Um,
1: (laughs) I said it was plausible. Come on.
0: (laughs) Give the people what they want. Uh, (laughs) Descriptions
1: of jokes that they've already seen and (laughs) delivered by people much better than us.
0: (laughs) And finally, kids say the fucking darndest things where we talk about our favorite lines from the episode. Sadly, for those of you who have to trawl the internet for the verbatim quotes of Kids in the Hall episodes. Kithfan.org is down, which makes the work much harder for lazy podcasters trying to remember the lines from the episodes. So if the domain holders aren't all listening, please bring it back.
1: We appreciate you so much. So
0: much. Um, But mine <laughs> comes from the minimum wage sketch, which was just... It was, it was, there was so much in it, but just the one line where he says, hmm, minimum wage. Do I want to work for as little money as legally possible? <laughs> <laughs> and You don't need to say much more beyond that. It was just.
1: Although he does follow it up by saying, oh, I see. I have an answer for that right here. And then he just pulls out two middle fingers. <laughs>
0: from his best. Yeah, it's, it was good. It was just, I, I think that fuck the bank style character needs to come back again.
1: It was weird, that sketch was great, uh, but it, it was also, it was like a great screed against minimum wage, but it was delivered by a fuck the bank asshole who's, who seems to be making the argument not because he believes in, like, fair wages for people, but more just because he believes he's too good for minimum wage. Yeah, that's so... true. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think my favorite line from this episode is from the It's a Fact Girl sketch, which is a rare thing, um, like, to have a, a favorite line that's not from one of the kids, because it's uh, from the one where she talks about her uncle's been weird ever since he got fired. And then it just cuts to her uncle, which is a slightly portly bald man wearing women's lingerie saying, go ahead, laugh, have some fun. I suppose you're ashamed of me. <laughs> 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 like, like, it just, it's so weird. <laughs> I love I, it. This, Anyways. Was, this is
0: my worst. It's a fact. That's very strange. Oh my God. This is here. by far
1: my favorite. It's a fact. Yeah. I think it's my, it's the best ever. It's a fact. Best wow. ever.
0: Wow. Bad take, Trevor.
2: <laughs> oh. I first of all, I really just liked the hysterical, nonsensical screaming of Mark when he was being attacked by the uh, Scott yes. Scott um, Phase Two robot. But I, I also kind of just like when the, the the two Gerald's are explaining what their oh grandfathers God. did that makes mm-hmm. them deserve spankings. it's just like am i to understand your grandfather is a bad boy it's like well first of all he thought he could photocopy something by himself and he got all tangled up in the cord and then he just wouldn't stop whistling (laughs) yeah that's a that's a spankable offense there's also
0: so many good lines in the bad navigator bad navy captain oh definitely yeah like where he turns around and says this isn't a full-scale representation of the Earth's <laughs> surface, is it? Yes. And it just takes you that one second being like, what the fuck is he doing? I love I love <laughs> it. The very, he, oh, sorry, go ahead. And when he makes the announcement uh, over the speaker to everyone who he assumes is still by the pool, despite the fact that they're in the Arctic, he says, I suggest you get out of your wet swimsuits and into something warm. And he turns it back on and says, mea culpa.
1: <laughs> yes. I also love when he's get lined up his whole, uh, his whole crew and he's saying, lads, this is a very difficult time. You look like a floater. And then just grabs onto the like chubbier guy. Um, it, oh, yeah. Anyways, it was delightful.
0: Good Kevin moment. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, I suppose we can move on. I suppose. I suppose. Uh... Real strong transition
1: there, Kalina. <laughs> Okay. Hey, hey do you guys want to move on? Should we... Hey, how are, you, how are we feeling? Should we... Next bit? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah.
0: Look, you guys hired me for my good looks, <laughs> not for my not for my brains. Oh, jeez. Um, that explains
1: <laughs> explains a lot of our troubles.
0: But before we go, let's choose our stand-up sketch, worst sketch, with a rating out of five. Uh, Hans, do you want to start us off?
1: Uh, sure. Um... I would say it's a really close call for me between the it's a fact uncle getting fired and executives spank their grandfathers, which I know are opinions that you strongly disagree with, and I don't care. Yes. Um, but I'm going to give it to the executives because I just love the concept of this sketch. I love that they paid two old men to get really quite thoroughly spanked on TV. Like they were not they were not like stage spankings. It was not like (laughs) they just got spanked once. Like they were just getting repeatedly spanked for the entirety of the sketch, which I just Ah, I don't know. I love it. Uh, I love how nothing changes about their business personas during the sketch, other than that they just happen to be spanking these old men. So I give it 4.25 demeaned elderly people out of 5.
0: And what about your worst sketch? Huh?
1: Oh, uh, worst sketch. Well, I would have to give that this week to. Let's see here. Ah, man, they're, they were all generally pretty solid. I think crazy. probably I would give it to the It's a Fact Girl for Blood from a Stone, because that one was just, eh, it was all right. Um, yeah it, yeah it didn't really do much for me so yeah it's a fact girl gets worse sketch but like also in the running for best sketch with the other ones so, Though
2: you know, <laughs> the many faces of it D- D- decisive haunts <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: What about you, Trevor?
2: Ooh, you know, I think I'm gonna give the Scott trilogy best here. Um, it, get, it gets it gets three and three and a half out of five for me. Um, it, it was a good ensemble effort. You know, all of the kids were trying their darndest to be funny, and even got a little bit of Paul Bellini. And th- that's what all I ask is is we get all five mm-hmm. kids trying their darndest and a bit of Paul Bellini <laughs> wearing his <laughs> towel walking down the, the hall as a snack. But I- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trevor, I feel like this is—it's strange for how many good sketches there are in this episode, and you pick that one, and you only gave it three out of five. Yeah,
2: that is also true.
0: I don't know that I
2: think that any of them were as great as you're saying, though.
0: What about stereo bargaining? I
2: feel like the episode coming up is a little bit better, actually. So I don't know. No, the the next episode has some scorchers in it. This one was Look, this, decent. Your,
0: you're comparing apples to oranges. <laughs>
2: well they should be excited the next one has some scorchers they're red hot <laughs> I mean they should be yeah. <laughs> got some oh. red hot scorchers
0: yes well uh Trevor what about your worst
2: um I don't think that any of them were terrible either though. are you
0: are you kidding you know, me I, what like, about the, the like like Han said, the, the blood from a stone one, that is sure the worst. I, I, th-
2: I think it's Come actually on. the... It's a fact girl the with, worst. um Mark filling in. I, I don't know. It just didn't land... It wasn't funny to me. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry, Hunt. See, I hate... I like that one.
0: I hate them all, but yeah, the first one has to go <laughs> to blood from a stone in the... It's a cold fact open. Because it Thank just... You. It felt like an inside joke. Like, who was that guy? And I felt like it would have worked better if it was one of the mm. kids. Like, it's not... Mm. yeah so one out of five leaf piles Dude's really oh, lucky to have not yes. seen this episode
1: because three ex- mm. fat girls I think would have um, given him an aneurysm but yeah no
0: I mean I thought this was a great episode regardless of what's coming up next I, I liked True. I want to see a dead body but in the end it, yeah it was between stereo mm. bargaining navy captain and minimum wage they were all so good
2: minimum wage was That's not perfect. as good as fuck the bank though
0: no, of course not. Nothing, nothing, nothing could be as good as Spock. Sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like giving it to a monologue this, this episode. And so I'm, I, mm, and I fair. did give best kid to, to Kevin for Navy captain. Um, and I just love stereo bargaining so much. So that gets my vote for, for best sketch this episode. Poor Murray. And also, did you guys not notice, is this not Gavin as a college student? I feel like this is, like, forming more of the unified Bruce theory. Wait, fuck the bank No, the Gavin as a college student in the stereo bargaining. Like, a dollar. I'll give you a dollar. Oh.
1: <laughs> interesting. Oh, I like yes. this take. Yes, we have a new entry into the unified Bruce theory. I know. Ooh, I feel like nice it, it, it
0: fills in, like, a patch of his life that we... It was, like, pre-fuck the bank when he is still yeah i i guess in universe we haven't even
2: brought up the unified bruce theory in like a season so that yeah i know good take like to find you're... a new
1: to find a new bruce yeah that's a that's a great one a rare bruce
2: what about what about white haired villain bruce is he mm. a part of that I, or is he just a, i thought about that recently but i couldn't fit him in
0: parallel universe
2: mm.
1: Mm. yeah mm. that's a good point
2: That's the version where Bobby loses to the devil (laughs) and the guitar off, and then the devil turns evil. That
0: could see the thing is there could be two simultaneous timelines, like one of which is sort of Bobby Terrence, and one of which is Gavin. (laughs) And sort of oh,
2: like, I like that. You
0: know how their lives pan out. I like,
2: I like that now. This season, we're gonna try and build up like several different timelines <laughs> that the kids in the hall sketches <laughs> exist. Within. You know what? Now
1: that we've opened that can of worms, though, hold on, because that that actually does make a lot of sense. Because in the Bobby Terrence universe, you have Bobby Terrence growing mm. up to be the guy who life life's a sweet fruit, you know, and his life's actually like really sad and stuff like that. And like that's where and mm. that and maybe that one becomes the the the. Uh, the Gord, um, the Gord somehow. But then in the Gavin uh. universe, you have the Gavin. Then he becomes the college student Gavin. Then he becomes uh, possibly fuck the bank, and then and then he becomes the villain. Uh. You
0: know? No, I think no. The think the villain comes from the Bobby Terrence side.
1: What? No, no. The villain is clearly a Gavin. I
0: Think so? Yeah. I guess he's a bit oh, off. Yeah. yeah, I suppose.
1: Yeah. But we sorry. So uh, so when, there's when you two universes. There's yeah. There's there's Bobby. Uh, there's Bobby and Gavin universe. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, but when? But hold on. Hold on.
1: It's now. It's no longer the unified Bruce theory. It's the Bruce multiverse
2: theory now. All right, tomorrow I'm yeah. sending an email to to Bruce. He's gonna sort this out for us. <laughs> now. Yes,
0: okay. UMT forever.
2: <laughs> Love it.
0: Wait, Hans, when you said the the. Bobby Terrence who likes fruit? What what do you mean? Sweet fruit? No, no,
1: the life's a a sweet fruit. The one where he's like in his car and everything is awful, but he's like, life's a pretty sweet fruit. Got this car for only $200 and it's a total piece of shit. Yes.
0: Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it.
1: That's way more a Bobby than a than a Gavin. True
0: that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. We totally need to sort this out. This is. Yeah. We're
1: gonna have to. We're gonna really need to get, set aside, clear your schedule. We're gonna have to figure this out. <laughs>
0: I'm not. I'm calling in sick tomorrow.
1: <laughs> we're gonna hammer out the details <laughs> yeah. of this one. Well, special episode coming up <laughs> next week. Oh,
0: amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for episode ten. Join us next week for episode eleven, which will be hosted by none other than Hans. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter at Kith and Tell Pod weigh in on your favorite sketch and enjoy some delightful gifts. Delightful? Delightful. Delightful. Thanks for listening to Kith and Tell. Buh-bye.
2: Buh-bye. Alright, bye. bye. (laughs) I didn't find there. What what did I do wrong?